Between the year 2000 and 2015, Adams County experienced growth exceeding 40 percent of new residents settling into the area. This still-continuing record rate of influx of new residents has placed extreme pressure on the availability and the affordability of homes in Adams County, similar to other counties in the metro area. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. To answer the challenge of housing new residents while keeping longtime residents in their homes, the Adams County Balanced Housing Plan has been developed. We continue to gain insight to the details of the plan from Peter Lafari, Director of Unison Housing Partners in the county, and from Paulo Diaz, Adams County Poverty Reduction Specialist. Accessory dwelling units, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, living changes or living the way people live now are obviously far different than the way that they lived before. So that's another way for us to be able to house all these different individuals is to um, accessory dwelling units. Accessory dwelling units mm-hmm. that you can build on the side of the current property you have. Exactly, exactly. So we have some requirements regarding that. I think part of it is, you know, the the land has to be larger than like 4,000 square feet in terms of like the actual property itself. Um, but that's definitely something that we're looking at and our board is definitely looking at. So some of these individual single single family homeowners can turn themselves into landlords. Theoretically, yes. Theoretically, you could um, start renting out your places and um, much like they do in the city. Okay, that's going to be interesting to see how many people actually do that. I'm sure some are because a lot of boomers don't have retirement plans. And so they're going to need some extra dollars here and there to do that with. Right. Uh, Which direction uh, is the Housing Authority moving in uh, with projects more north, northeast around the airport? Or are you doing some west toward uh, Jefferson County? Right now we have a, a strategic kind of importance around the south federal corridor uh, really between 72nd and 62nd. It's an area of immense opportunity. There's tra- fantastic transportation opportunities for folks to get to and from their work. We're also very excited about the Aerotropolis, as you just mentioned. Uh, there's an Opportunity Zone. That's a program we haven't discussed today, but uh, there's a zone out there that abuts Green Valley Ranch and then kind of goes out to the east. Yeah. Land valuations are more favorable, uh, so we are looking there. And then we're also looking north in North Thornton, up around Route 7 with all the uh, great opportunities for employment that have become available up on the north end of the corridor. That's an area that we're looking at quite vigorously as well. Now, if you're looking at those areas, even though both of you guys are focused on housing and that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. you got to be thinking about transportation in there somewhere because people can go buy the house out there, but they can't get to 7-Eleven to buy anything. They're in trouble. You know, or the one that says, hey, you buy the house, you better have a car. Right. And that's definitely one of the things that we're looking at, too, and I think Peter can kind of attest to that, is as we're developing these projects, um, transportation is going to be a big part of it. I think Peter alluded to the one on 104th in Colorado, that senior housing. Um, Someday there's going to be a light rail station there, commuter trail, commuter (laughs) train. Um, But similarly, as we try to look at other projects, whether it's, you know, uh, building tiny homes in in Adams County, um, we're going to look at what access to services do they have based off of transportation. So um, transportation is always a key part because we want to make sure that people are mobile and are able to access the services that they need. Isolation for seniors, especially people living by themselves, aging in place again. Yep. That is, you can develop the places, but you're going to have a lot of people out there the first responders have to get to. And, and that's probably a part of your planning thing too because you got to see where those fire stations are going to be, where – where those things are going to occur at the same time. So people know if you're going to buy a new house someplace, you have the uh, the backup 
uh, county services, mm-hmm. you know, fire and, and police that's going to help you out if you need it. Right. Yeah. When we start to, to evaluate any pro- project, we always include fire at the uh, formulative stages to ensure that those questions are addressed. Okay. What about the housing trust fund? Yeah, we're really excited about this. This is mm-hmm. something that, uh, you know, again, the commissioners have been fantastic to consider. It's been in the in the works for about a year and a half now. It was mm-hmm. approved uh, earlier this year. I know Paolo and the team are working on how they're going to actually uh, get that to, to operationalize. Again, every single affordable project is difficult. It has multiple uh, um, sources that need to come into play to be able to pencil out the deal and make it economically viable. When you have the potential for a source up to a million dollars in in a grant capacity, that Mm -hmm. literally will make or break a deal. And so to be able to have this opportunity, which is generally attributed to more progressive cities, urban cities, now move into Adams County – it's just a, a strong demonstration of the commitment to this dynamic that we've been discussing today. And uh, I'm, we're excited from the Housing Authority to be able to put it to use. So the Housing Authority, you actually own um, you actually own real estate too then? We, we currently uh, own and operate over 1,600 units throughout Adams County. The housing plan now is in a public comment period. Is that right? Or close to it? Or that just ended and now you're it starting to get the stakeholders to implement? Yeah, it's actually over now and we are just now in the point of um, implementation. There's some elements to it that's some public comment periods such as the ADU thing that I alluded to earlier. One, where we're at right now, um, as we go through implementation is the housing trust fund, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, we're going through the policies and procedures of that now, and we're hoping to really launch that group, uh, start the application process to be on that committee um, in the next couple months. I, g- I guess you have a website. Of course, everybody has a website <laughs> uh, where uh, citizens, citizens who are looking to, uh, I guess, relocate mm-hmm. out of Denver or relocate out of Arapahoe or who have just moved into town. Mm-hmm. Do they have a place where they can go to find out not only what's going on, but what they can take advantage of as soon as possible? We do. So uh, Unison Housing Partners, if you Google Unison, you can find it easily, unisonhp.org. Uh, we have all of our communities listed. We have available units. Folks can take a look. Uh, their market, you know, they, they turn over frequently as folks move in and move out. Yeah. And we'd be glad to assist uh, individuals in their pursuit for housing. Uh, Adam, you had mentioned folks coming in Adams County. I, I would just like to, to state that there's there's thousands of individuals that currently call Adams County home that are looking for an affordable place. And so we're excited for the efforts between the county and both the housing authority to give those folks a place to lay their heads and call home. I know we talk about affordability all the time, and affordability means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. And I think the classic uh, lender affordability that everybody's been using, I think it's 30% of your gross income. Correct. Is something like that. Exactly. But, but with mm-hmm. a lot of homeowners and apartment renters, yeah. if I'm paying 70%, I got a roof, I'm cool. Right. I'm good. <laughs> and I think those are the decisions that people unfortunately have to make, right? I mean, because at some point you do need to get food and all that stuff, but sometimes as long as you have that housing over your head. I mean, we talk about the affordability gap. You mentioned that 30% of your gross income, um, no more than should go into housing. Otherwise, it's no longer considered affordable. Um, well, the affordability in Adams County, if you're making um, the the medium house median household income, uh, would be a hundred and seventy six thousand dollar house. Um, well, the average home price in Adams County is about two hundred forty nine thousand. So that's the big gap right there that we're um, hopefully 
we're trying to address. That's the big down payment you got to come up with. Absolutely. And if you come up with that big down payment, then you can't afford to be on the program, right? Exactly. That's the catch-22 that I wanted to, to, to illustrate a bit because a lot of people are yeah. in exactly that. Exactly. Well, Adam, I also think it's important to note that that housing burden is also has a tax implication on local jurisdictions, right? Okay. So if you're housing burden and you're spending that much of your income on housing, you're not going out and spending disposable income on goods and services in the community. In Adams County, I think upwards of 70% of all of our businesses are small businesses. They mm-hmm. are suffering because individuals are burdened and they're not able to contribute. They to don't the have the disposable that's, income. Then. That's right. And then also folks are uh, at perilous risk for eviction because mm-hmm. they don't have a nest egg, an emergency fund to be able to assist them when life jumps up and, and gets out. I know. They always start with the emergency fund and the kids ha- are the emergency. <laughs> <laughs> that always happens right there. Sure. And so the funds end up going to them and then the parents need it and, oh, my God. You know, what is going on on there? Um, the reason why I brought up the affordability there is, is that a lot of people like to apply for housing funding support. And they start saying, well, well, I, I can afford it. How come I don't have it? Or mm-hmm. I'm only making this much, so I need some help there. And it's above the line. Right. And so knowing that the average area median income mm-hmm. is and that changes, yep. you know. They can go to your website or something and find out what that is and then calculate where they stand. That's right. At least I'm assuming so. Yes, absolutely. They can go out and find out the qualification uh, income uh, guidelines. They can also call us and talk to a housing specialist, and we'll walk them through. Where do we go from here? We've had in the last 10 years, we've seen all these people come to wonderful Colorado, and they can leave just as fast as the state learned in 1980, (laughs) just as quick. Right. We're doing all these housing efforts, uh, hoping that it's going to keep them here to have the the employee base for businesses, the uh, schools, to have kids in school and then going to college here to keep the state growing. But it seems as if... Yeah, okay, it's going to work for now, but later, who knows? And and that's one of the crystal ball things you guys have got to look at and say, okay, like you said earlier, yeah, where are you going to place your bets? That's right. That's right. Um, that's that's the million-dollar question you know, from, the, from the housing authority's perspective, and I know through collaborations with the county leadership, you know, we believe that being open for business, being innovative and pragmatic when it comes to uh, implementing solutions and not falling into the pitfalls of just planning to the point of mm-hmm. what we like to call collab babble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, right. You know, it, it, we it, something special is happening in Adams County in Colorado. Uh, mm-hmm. Businesses are relocating here because they the talent is here. Yeah. And as long as we continue to uh, invest in in the folks that have called Colorado home for quite some time and uncover their inherent talent while at the same time welcoming and not limiting growth. Uh, so being open for business, being innovative, and doing it in a way that is Colorado-specific, Adams County-specific, mm-hmm. I think we're going to come out of this on the right side of the equation. You're going to update the plan at any point? Um, I think it's something that we'll probably look at throughout as, as we kind of progress. I think one of the things that we are trying to tackle uh, coincidentally with the balanced housing plan is we are trying to come up with a strategic plan on reducing poverty in Adams County. Um, we recognize that uh, the county just can continue to grow. I think we've grown by 40-something percent um, over since 2000. Um, and I think projections from the state demographer's office is we'll hit about 900,000 900, um, by 2050. Um, so with us, we're trying to take a multi-generational approach as to how we will be reducing poverty. 
Um, just actually last week, Adam, we had uh, about 90 plus people for our poverty reduction symposium. And these are the business leaders, these are elected officials, the other municipal leaders, the nonprofit leaders to really talk about what poverty looks like in Adams County. So we had a nice really? discussion. We did, yeah. Um, there was a great feature on it with Denver Wright. There's another another area where everybody thinks poverty only belongs in Denver County. Exactly, and that's why I'm glad Denver Wright was able to cover that because uh, some of our planning partners were the Colorado Coalition for the Homeless, the Colorado Center on Law and Policy, um, Colorado Poverty Law Project, Enterprise Community Partners was involved in that. Sure. These are the people who've been working on this regionally over the last you know several years, and Adams County is really trying to take a dive into that. So we had a great discussion on housing, on how it affects housing, uh, workforce, children and families, as well as health. And so now we're taking all that information and trying to develop a strategic plan as to how we will reduce poverty. Um, so a lot of that stuff, we're also going to be focusing on the workforce end and how can we better support our businesses? How can we better support our students? Um, maybe it's you know providing them some apprenticeship opportunities with wraparound services if they are one of our lucky scholarship recipients. Um, because yeah. to be eligible for our scholarships, um, there are some guidelines to it. And so these are the ones who are probably most vulnerable. And so we want to be able to support them in some capacity. So uh, really trying to impact from a multi-generational approach is going to be our tactic. Peter, housing authorities have things that they operate, they have things that they work on plans with, and they also have their wish list. Well, you know, the, the housing trust fund, and we're, we have to compete for that. That's not a given, but uh, that was definitely on my wish list back in 2016 when we were dreaming this thing up. So mm -hmm. um, additionally, it's all about site control. And so uh, having the ability and having the opportunity to access low-cost debt so that we can continue to acquire land to develop and, and work with the community so that we're in tandem moving forward in this endeavor is, is my number one wish, is to have a, an open conversation with the community so that it is an, an embraced endeavor as opposed to something where we're fighting over whether or not individuals deserve the opportunity to have a place that's affordable that they call home. Okay, Paulo, you get the last word. What is the one thing you would like to have the county to, uh, to be able to do that would help their constitu constituents the most? You know, I think, to be honest, it's all about partnerships and getting people to buy in. That's exactly why we brought in all the community leaders to talk at the or to be part of the poverty um, symposium because mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure that people were aware that this was an issue. And this is an issue that they should be feeling because it does impact their business. We thank Paulo Diaz, Adams County Poverty Reduction Specialist, and Peter Lafari, Director of Unison Housing Partners in Adams County, for continuing to share their insights to the Adams County Balanced Housing Plan with us on this edition. Again, you can check out the plan yourself online at adcoadcogov.org. That's adcogov.org backslash BPH for Balanced Housing Plan. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch, stay in your game, and we thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.